Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you along today. And uh, man, I've just got to say, when I'm recording this, it's December the 24th. It is sunny and 60-some degrees. Oh my gosh. This is how winter should be. <laughs> uh, like I'm not opposed to, to winter as a whole. I'm thankful that so far this year, where we are here in southwest Virginia, it's been very mild. We've had some really cold days here and there. We've already had a couple snows. But man, for us to be heading into the new year here a little bit, and uh, it's 60, I'm happy. It's very nice. Invigorates me. Now, I've not been home on the farm today. Um, Here it is. It's already mid-afternoon. And I knew I wanted to record something on my drive back to my house. Um, I try not to do two recordings in the same day very often. Um, I am doing that right now. I try not to do that because I get this backlog of of episodes to get online and I just can't get them all out. But I just can't help myself. Um, the last recording I did this morning, I was intending as is the case often, I was intending to share a little bit of something and then move into a text um, and and speak on that. I realized about 10 or 12 minutes in, I was not going to make it yet again, and so I was going to have to bump it. Now, that was what was already in the meditations of my heart um, from a whiteboard teaching that I had done for our household a couple mornings back. Um, If you don't know, every morning we try to do a verse um, that most of the time comes out of my prayer time, first thing in the morning, and uh, it's just morphed into something so awesome. You know, we need to train our children. We need to wash our wives with the water of the Word. We need to be studying. We need to be men of, of, of studying to show ourselves approved. If you listen to this podcast, either you're a new listener or you've been listening from the beginning, you know that the theme for the last month or so has really been me explaining in very incremental measure, and I mean not very much at all, but I have shared some about my my prayer for this new season that we're in um, here in, in my life, in the life of my family. Just really seeking the direction of the Lord, but really just resting in the fact that He has a plan for us. He has a calling for our lives. And um, just really, like I have said specifically in other messages, knocking on doors, literally getting in our car and driving, going to places, going to people, asking, knocking, seeing by the effort of our own will... (laughs) Our responsibility to finding the will of the Lord for our household. Now, I've got to be careful. I'm going to just start rambling yet again. Um, and I do want to say this, though. I got, a, I got a call. Well, I called my wife just a little bit ago. And she said, have you checked the podcast stats today? I said, well, no. You, I, I was up and out early this morning, and I hadn't done that. Um, and so I said, no, what's up? And she said, you won't believe where you've got a new listener. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> she said, 
someone in Israel listened to the podcast. So I'm like, awesome. That's incredible. Because I had just recorded yesterday how I can't believe that people nationwide are starting to listen to the broadcast. It's amazing that people all over the West Coast are starting to listen. It's, it's nuts. I can't believe it. So, man, somebody in Israel, holy cow, blowing my mind. I'm so thankful. Now, okay, so that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about. And what happened to me this morning is really the perfect demonstration of, of the verse that I believe was two days ago for our whiteboard teaching at our house, <coughs> excuse me, at our house. Um, and it's actually out of the Torah portion uh, for the week. And it's found in the book of Amos. Now, because my name's Joel, I know Joel and Amos. I, <laughs> I like the prophetic books, even just, just kind of my thing. Um, I like the prophecies of the scriptures. I like the prophetic utterance of men like Elijah and, and that calling, I like that function. I feel like there's a lot of my purpose on this earth within the function um, and office, if you will, of, of prophet. We know what the scripture says about desiring prophecy when we're talking about the gifts. Um, I think prophecy um, from... One, from my stint in the, quote, prophetic movement, um, and then just knowing how either it's completely disregarded as just foolishness, not that's not for today, or it's just really, it's just really in, in crazy land. I mean, everybody's got a word from the Lord. Everybody's speaking with a prophetic voice of God. Thus saith the Lord. You know, people really, that's a showy thing that people can really grab onto and make their own, and they do. Now, that's, that's fine and dandy. I don't care about those things anymore. Every good thing from God is going to be mishandled, misrepresented, misappropriated, um, and those are the nice words. Let's just go straight to perverted. <laughs> Used for man's own pleasure. Used for man's own ways to advance his opinions to rub your shoulders and give you a full body massage so that you love what your ears are hearing as they are being tickled. We know that. Okay, so let's just step back from that. We know that, but that does not mean we have to be those people. That is not what prophecy is. It's not like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Well, let's just call it really black and white. That's not even what it is. That's not what we're talking about. And so without getting into an in-depth understanding explanation of what prophecy is, um, let's, just, let's just very elementary approach to it. It's, 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 it's one speaking the oracles of God, a revealing. It's not one's own possession. It's not one's own boastful words. I love being in the midst of people who move in the prophetic that don't have to make it all showy and make it all something. Case in point, this morning, as I've been praying, and I've made it clear here, we've been asking the Lord to send us two people or bring people into our life, however He deems right, that are in a, in a level of, of spiritual maturity and, and wisdom and knowledge that we're not yet at. That's probably really bad 
English. Be it as it may, somewhere further along than we are, well, the Lord in His goodness and kindness has, and it just boggles my mind, inserted us into that circumstance. I mean, I can't believe it. I feel, I feel entirely unworthy to sit amongst these brothers, and I'm just being very, very honest. I feel greatly humbled that God would see fit to place me in the, in the present context of my life that just literally came from nowhere. And so this morning, during a gathering of men, we were talking, we were sharing about many things that are according to a specific topic, but I'm not even going to open that can for today. And there just began to be some spoken word and faith and in prophecy about matters on the table um, that these men are giving themselves to. And here I am, an outsider of sorts. In the natural, absolutely. I, I'm, I don't know these men. They don't know me. And friends, let me just insert this. This is so valuable. So many people say, I have to have fellowship. I have to have fellowship. We need fellowship. Don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. All of these things are true. But friends, I, I have been saying this for a while now. We cannot seek fellowship alone. We must seek unity of the Spirit. A fruit of unity of the Spirit is fellowship. Fellowship is not the goal being unified in the Spirit, the unity of the Spirit, something beyond men's mere opinion, man's mere opinion or camaraderie. The intersection of God, a spiritual intersection now, something aligned and brought into place by the very Spirit of God working in, into the what I've named the, the intersection reality of God. I have been, I, my life recently has been assaulted by the intersection reality. The merging of men moved by the Spirit. And what's interesting about that is I've really been giving myself in that unintentionally, really, just led by the Lord to the scriptural accounts about men in the intersection reality. Peter and Cornelius. The Ethiopian eunuch. So there's just so much within this intersection reality of living as a spirit-led man. Something that God forms, fashions, brings about, surrendered to His will and His way, and therefore it actually prevails. And he orchestrates events in men, in circumstances, that I believe unless we live in that place as spirit-led men, we will not find. I think we'll be frustrated. I think we'll be spinning our wheels. I think we'll just be like gritting our teeth and clenching our fists saying, Oh God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Tell me your will. And I think we make it harder than it is when really I think the will of the Lord is found just in the constant wholehearted seeking of the Father 
in the surrendered life. Yielded to His will and everything you are is in Him. And so this morning I, I was blessed. I've only, I've only met with these men twice. And I was a part of a gathering where prophecy had its rightful place. No bells and whistles. No big sighs and huffs and puffs and twitches and, and, and elevated voices of emotion. Nobody trying to make it more than it was. The word of the Lord stands for itself, friends. And so I just wanted to mention that briefly. Is like, this is a now experiential reality for the Christ man. This is not for some prophet of old and we just kind of blindly close our eyes and reach our hands out into the dark and hope that we grab the oracles of God. Well, how do we know that? How can we trust that that's real? I've seen prophecy so this and so that. Ah, it's just men. It's foolishness. So this verse in Amos, surely, and I'm going to read it in a, in a, like with a Hebrew twist to it because I like the power within it. Surely Adonai Yahweh does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. Adonai Yahweh has spoken! Exclamation point. Who will not prophesy? I like that version the best because it makes it sound like God himself, Yahweh has spoken. How in the world can we help but prophesy? We have to. Well, who? Who's qualified? What's the qualification? His servant. His servant. I am simply a mouthpiece for the master. I'm an ambassador for the king. Yes, I live in the kingdom, but he's the king. I'm his courier. I'm his deliverer of his word. I can and will speak the oracles of God. Can we think about this for just a mere moment? This, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who has no beginning and no end, never slumbers nor sleeps, hung all the stars and constellations and solar systems into the sky and to the heavens. Rules and reigns preeminent over every single thing. Needs nothing. Lacks nothing. Everything serves Him. Yahweh. The revealed Elohim of Elohims. Surely, He does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. Do we understand that? That is ridiculous. Do we understand the invitation? This is one of the reasons why I want to be a man who speaks the oracles of God. Because it's, it is, I'm telling you, I can't get away from this. It's the master's table honor. I will put the garment on. Why? Because it's the master's table, y'all. He can do whatever he wants and he can tell me, he can demand of me anything he wants. 
Do we think God, quote, needs his prophets to declare what he's about to do? No way. He could do whatever he wants, whenever, however. He doesn't need us. So why does he do that? There's no God like him. There's no one like him. That's why there's none like our God. Yes, there are little G gods. There are little E Elohims all over the place. Always have been, always has been, always will be. But there's none like him. Who is like our God? What an invitation, friend. Do you understand that? Do you see that's why you're to desire prophecy? That's why, I would say. I'm sure there's a million other reasons why, but that's the one I understand today. What an honor to be the servant of the Most High to reiterate and bring into the earth his secret counsel. Oh my gosh. The image I drew, uh, that I drew for our whiteboard was this scroll being unrolled. And I wrote the Hebrew, the best I know how, to the secret council in, contained in the middle of the unrolled scroll. Oh, friends, I just wanted to leave it on our board forever. The secret council of the most holy God. He wants to reveal it to his servants, the prophets. Surely Yahweh has spoken, exclamation point. I think we've forgotten that. I think this age has given up that God is speaking. The age-old God doesn't speak to me. He doesn't speak to me. Well, let's start with making sure we are coming to Him as a servant. A servant. A lowly one. One in His rightful place and position. Receiving anything the Father would speak to the servant. Friends, this is amazing as mere men. But again, let's go back. Let's go back to the What is Man series. I'm telling you, the Lord taught me so much when I, when I recorded that. When I, when I dug into that deeper than I ever had before and I, and I taught on all that stuff about the What is Man stuff, that continues to change my perspective on nearly everything in my life. The government of God reclaiming what was surrendered by man unto the great adversary. Well, in Christ Jesus, in Yeshua Messiah's slain lamb, victorious overcoming and overthrowing of the lineage of the Adam, first Adam, we've been redeemed. We've been restored. We've been properly placed back within the government of God place created for man to execute dominion on the earth underneath the banner of Yahweh through the power of the blood of the Lamb. Oh, here we are again in the word of our testimony. Victorious overcomers over the great adversary. Friends, it's all connected. Do you understand that? It's all interwoven. It overlaps. It connects. The word of God is no mere random coincidence. Friends, this morning God made that crystal clear to me and with, with these brothers. The word of the Lord through 
prophecy was coming out like popcorn kernels in the bottom of a hot pan. I could have stayed there all day. What a joy. What a privilege to be servants of the Most High, receiving the secret counsel of Yahweh. Y'all, I just want to repeat these things ten times just and, and literally say, do you hear what I'm saying? We are not talking about receiving emails from some cosmic deity who's ice cold disconnected somewhere out in space somewhere. We're talking about a father. A heavenly father who is, de- who is desiring to actually reveal, unveil his ancient oracles to his children, to his servants, to carry out his bidding, his will upon this natural earth in our age. We've got to reclaim this responsibility, this gift, this honor. We have to. I believe people are doing, I'm seeing people do that in front of my very eyes. And friends, I've walked in this for a while. I've walked in this for a while. When the Lord arrested me, and I'll bring this to a close, 15 years ago at my regeneration, and for days and weeks and months when I would not leave my house, I was born of the Spirit. I was speaking in another language. I was feeling the the tangible physical presence of the eternal God in my natural body. Everything that I knew to be normal was thrown away. And a life of a spiritual man who understood, received, and spoke the oracles of God began in my life. Why? Because I surrendered to become his servant. And I gave myself and I continue to give myself. And Lord, please may I continue to give myself in greater measure to fulfill this verse. Because y'all, if there's anything not being declared into the earth in its time, it's not God's fault. If it's not being declared in its rightful time, it's our fault for not presenting ourselves as servants, as the voice of prophecy to declare the secret counsel. I would say that is a primary component component of the age that we are entering into. As I always say in, in in recent weeks for sure, I'm in the water and I can literally feel that Messiah is coming. He's coming. He's coming. I'm at the edge of the of the town at night with my lamp full and ready. And I'm at the edge and I'm holding up my arm. Is that him? Is that him? I think that's the bridegroom coming. I think he's close. I think it's tonight. Friends, it's time. Again, let me say this and then I'll be done. The only reason the oracles of God, the secret counsel of God, the only reason they would not be released in their timing now upon the earth is because 
we are not fulfilling the call to be servants, the prophets. So friends, let's take our place. Let's take our place. Let's be watchmen. Let's be declarers of the secret counsel of God. We don't need to make it up now. I don't care what I don't care what God's saying for 2020 and how much money you're going to make. I don't care. And how how America's going to flourish financially. I, that's hogwash to me. I don't give I don't give that a second of my attention. I'm not talking about an email that goes to 2,000 people telling them how how abundant their bank account is going to be for 2020 because it's the year of multiplication or something like that. It's more ear-tickling. I'm talking about the hard things. I'm talking about telling you, you know what, brother, if you don't turn, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, judgment's coming to your household. What about that? Well, you're not going to get very many on your email subscription list, brother. Yeah, no kidding. I don't think it's coming that way. Mass Christianity will not give nor receive these types of messages. It won't. It's a narrow way remnant reality. Well, let's be that. Let's do that. Let's give ourselves to the secret counsel of the Most High God. He's speaking. That's what just really strikes me, and I'm going to say this and then I'll be done. That's what strikes me about this verse, if I can find it again. Adonai, Yahweh, has spoken. Who will not prophesy? Amen.